What did I do? Are you a subconscious kleptomaniac? <laughs> yeah. You're a sim. I, I kleptoed. already no i just tired and just so happy to be here on the marble forest podcast oh yeah i'm amber and i'm jesse and this is my intro where i take over the podcast (laughs) that's fine it's your podcast too (laughs) i'm taking it over it's mine all mine all right yeah so we're here (laughs) and we're recording a podcast (laughs) and um so what did you see, Jesse, or listen to? I listened to the Spellcast podcast. Oh, did you? Yeah, I listened to their episode on uh, spirit guides Ooh. or spirit animals. How that? How was it? It was good. Oh, should I? It's very, it's very informative. So, like, I haven't listened to like a ton of it, but like, what they have is very informative for like just anything spiritual. Oh, that sounds like because cool. they were like leaning in towards more shamanistic kind of things in their spirit animal talk so i thought i found it very interesting yeah dude i um have it downloaded on my phone but i've been binging and trying to catch up on critical role so i have not listened to any podcast in a while (laughs) yeah i just like went out of my way to try to listen to it today so i could talk about it on the podcast it sounds cool though i want i want to check it out yeah so, like, they have things that range from, like, tarot and other things as well, and I'm just going to talk about their podcast and hope they talk about ours. <laughs> hey, Courtney, are you listening? Courtney, Courtney, your life's fucked up, but... Courtney, we like you. We do. Please be our friend. I really like your voice, too. We should hang out. Well, let's hang out. Podcast party. Podcast party. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you wanted? Yeah. Or is that where we jump in the air and all pause? Yeah. Yeah, it's the um, Breakfast Club ending. Oh, okay. That's what we do. Yeah. And then everyone knows, because we're an audio podcast and people know what we're doing (laughs) (laughs) with our bodies. We're off to a fucking fantastic start today, huh? Oh, this is going to be really exciting for you to edit. All right. Also, with a story I haven't read really at all. Same. I guess I sort of reread it for to add more things. I didn't. All right. At all. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so this is going to be exciting. Oh, um, I finished Umbrella Academy. Isn't it great? Oh, it's so good. And I'm like, oh my god, season two. <laughs> I know. No spoilers. You haven't checked it out. Literally, go watch it. Literally, go watch it. I. Love Gerard Way. I mean, yes. <laughs> I always have since I was a tiny little emo kid. You never stopped being one. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm very emotional. And all she wears is black. That's also pretty true. <laughs> I tried adding more color to my wardrobe, and you know what colors they were? Dark colors. <laughs> it's like maroon navy dark sage green i like dark sage green. i do too it's such a pretty color it's gorgeous yeah i call it um ugly army green the the jeep wrangler color okay 
But that's the color I want. Mm, I like it. Um, I guess I could say, like, if you don't listen to our podcast all the way to the end, which you should. You should. Like, until we say goodbye. Because things can get a little weird. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, all call for personal stories. Send to our email at marbleforestpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, guys, that listener episode that you've probably heard by now. Probably, or maybe you've already heard it. So intense. So good. Because we don't your... know when we're releasing it. <laughs> your story could be like that. And if you send your stories in... Your story could make me clutch my chest for the entire ten minutes oh of reading God, the story. Oh my God, that story, like, we were all freaking out. This room was great. <laughs> send us your shit, please. Yeah. Anything. Anything. If you have, like, a cool story about a ghost or a cryptid, did you see Bigfoot when you were camping? I fucking I hope so. I want to fucking hear about it. I, if you saw Bigfoot, I believe you that you fucking saw Bigfoot. <laughs> okay, wait, I have to tell you guys something really funny. What? Okay. Did you see Bigfoot? No, okay. <laughs> One time when I was young, and I think Finding Bigfoot had just come out. I used to watch Finding Bigfoot all and the time. And they were like, if you have a Bigfoot experience, go to this website and report it. And I was like, okay. And I didn't have one, but me and my friend were dumb teenage kids. So we wrote a whole fake Bigfoot experience about how they were. someone was out on a date, and then they heard a weird noise that sounded kind of like a fart. But it and it smelled really bad, and they were convinced it was a Bigfoot, and I accidentally sent it in. You accidentally <laughs> sent it in? I accidentally sent it in, and then after like sending it in, it was like, if you've reported a fake Bigfoot story, we don't like you, and blah, 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 and I was like, <laughs> I was like, it was an accident. I accidentally hit the button. Wow. To the end. All right. <laughs> I, yes, but I want to know if you saw Bigfoot or oh, a hellhound. Yeah. I actually really want to know if anyone's seen like, the Loch Ness Monster. You... Oh my god, same. How cool would that be? Same. Devin, have you seen the Loch Ness Monster? No. <laughs> I want to see cryptids. Don't hurt me like this. Mothman? If you've seen Mothman, you're probably going to die. But <laughs> if you've seen Mothman, tell me. Wasn't he come, comes around like every seven years? Yes. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Was... If he brought you muffins, that's even better. <laughs> the muffin man. The muffin moth man. Oh, so cute. The muffin man. The muffin man. But yeah, cryptids, Do ghosts, you know aliens. The man yes. Did you have a weird alien experience? Did you get abducted by aliens? Remember that time we saw that thing that we thought was really weird and then it turned out it was a helicopter? <laughs> I need to ask my mom about her alien stuff. She's seen them before. Oh my god. Have your mom write in to Podcast at gmail.com. Okay. You laugh, but no really. No, she, yeah. But no, do it. No, I will. But like, but do it. I might have to write in for her. Okay. (laughs) But write it in and just sign it from your email as Devin's mom. (laughs) Okay. I'll know who it is. I mean, obviously. Oh, I know another thing that we could talk about today. About how Amber came into my house, immediately grabbed my EMF detector, and went around trying to find haunted items in my house. Okay. Everything is haunted. <laughs> Mostly the things that would give off some sort of Like response. a magnet that's on my fridge. And your microwave. Yes. 
It's very haunted. <laughs> it's so haunted. Um, but the closet. It was questionable. What makes it questionable? I personally feel like it's haunted. <laughs> so oh. you think I'm just gonna trust this device? Yeah, well I guess you gotta trust your personal intuition, right? And that closet has Never been there before. What if I take out all of the shelves in the closet and we'll have you sit down in it and talk to the ghost? I'd cry. Why Actually, you... it could be fun. Can I have one blanket? Yeah. For like a cool blanket fort in your closet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like a light snack. <laughs> <laughs> How long are you going to be in the closet for? <laughs> a while. <laughs> a light snack, a drink, a blanket, and like maybe like... Some, TV. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> I didn't want to bring an electronic toy. Maybe some marbles. Can me and the ghost play marbles in your closet? Maybe. Your closet's not that big. <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually bigger than, like, most hallway closets, but, yeah. <laughs> well. Alright, and so we're driving on into it, and it's Jesse. It's me. It's, <laughs> it's a you. And it's me. Did you flip the coin? I did. Yeah, For she real? did flip the coin. Where was I? Texting. You were looking well, at my cousin phone. texted me, and she <laughs> wanted to know if I was coming to her baby shower. So, we going down south. We going to the Big Easy. Ooh. Where's that? The Louisiana. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Yes. Yes. Well, I, I think New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. When you lean on New Orleans. What? I don't know. <laughs> I'm tired. And I'm in a really goofy mood. All right. So we're in Louisiana this week, and we are doing the Myrtle's Plantation. Ooh. Ooh. So fancy. All right. All right. Myrtle's Plantation. Is that right? Myrtle's? Yes. One or two Myrtle's? What do you mean one or two Myrtle's? Uh, is it, is is it, it Myrtle, Myrtle or Myrtle's? Or Myrtle's. Myrtle's. Ooh, plural myrtles. Or, 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 <laughs> or does she disown it? <laughs> the moaning myrtles <laughs> plantation. <laughs> so we are in uh, St. Francisville, Louisiana. And the myrtles plantation was built in 1796 by General David Bradford on 600 acres of land. Like, a lot of fucking land. That's a lot of land. While he was hiding for his... What... <laughs> Are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say Wally was high. Like he built it because while he I was got high. high. <laughs> yeah. I was going to build a plantation and then I did because I was high. Which <laughs> doesn't work as good. <laughs> so he built this while he was hiding from the government during because of his involvement in the Whiskey Rebellion. Which was a tax protest beginning in 1791 during President George Washington. The Whiskey Rebellion? Yes. Hmm. Is it because they, like, didn't like whiskey? No. Or were they rebelling because they really wanted whiskey? I think it's because they, well, I don't think it was anything about whiskey. I think it was a tax protest. Well, I want... Beginning in 1791 during George Washington's presidency. Well, I want... The whiskey to mean something. I mean, it was probably like a tax on whiskey or something, I would imagine. 
Logic. It was intended to generate revenue for the war debt incurred during the Revolutionary War. Oh, wait, I found, okay. yeah, it was because of a liquor tax. Okay, that's okay. what I wanted to know. Well, thanks. Thanks, Devin. Well, thanks, Devin. For doing your job on the notes I wrote over a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was originally called Laurel Grove. And um, Mr. Bradford lived in the house alone until he was pardoned by John Adams for his role in the rebellion. After that, he moved his wife and five fucking kids into the plantation. Too many kids. That's a lot of kids. A litter of puppies. Could you imagine? No, I can't even imagine one. Same. (laughs) Let's be real for a second. Like, I would love to, like, procreate and pass my name down the line or some bullshit, whatever. My money and my fortunes and this lovely home that I sort of own. podcast legacy. And this, this amazing <laughs> podcast legacy <laughs> to a child. <laughs> but everything about getting pregnant and having them is awful. Yep. To I me. I want a million. Just kidding. So, David Bradford, <laughs> he died. What? In 1808. Leaving Elizabeth... And all of her fucking children to run the plantation until 1817. Did they leave or did they die? No, they didn't. So her son-in-law, Clark Woodruff, who had been one of David's law students, who just happened to marry one of his daughters. That's suspicious. I know, right? Maybe they were in love and he's like, you can be part of my family by marrying my daughter. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse, doesn't it? Yes. What all right, leaving it all in. Oh, oh God. So, <laughs> so Clark and Sarah, they had three children and expanded the property by 50 acres. So it was 650 acres? Yes. Do you need that much land, Clark and Sarah? What hmm. are they doing with that much land? Plantation. Starting a band. Oh. oh. <laughs> a family band? <laughs> I, was going, I was going along the lines of, like, Clark and Sarah and Tegan and Sarah, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have, like, enough kids for a family band, right? Like, yeah. he has enough siblings? Yeah, no, like, this could be the Jacksons straight up here. She had enough siblings, I guess, rather? Yeah. Hmm. So, in 1823, Sarah contracted yellow... Contracted. Contracted. Yeah, she signed a contract to get the yellow <laughs> fever and died and followed by her two children, Cornelia and James, in 1824. After his wife's death, he managed to buy the plantation from Elizabeth, his mother-in-law, and he stayed until Elizabeth's death in 1830. Okay. So, with everyone dying in the family... Tragically. Tragically. By signing that contract for that (laughs) yellow fever. God, those yellow fever contracts get you every time. Don't they? (laughs) It's like in the fine print, and no one reads them. (laughs) No one wants to read the fine print. It's too much reading. It's small. Your eyes get tired. Yeah. What did she get out of it? <laughs> More babies. <She's>, oh. <laughs> it's a deal with the devil, don't you know? More more land. I was going to say, is it the 50 acres? 50 acres of land. <laughs> so with everyone dying, he decided to step away from farming and practice law. Because, you know, that's how like he sort of joined the family to begin with. So him and his remaining daughter, Octavia. Ooh, Octavia. I know. Isn't that such a fancy name? What a fancy name. Octavia. Octavia, go to your room. He's a woman now, too, apparently. 
okay. Uh, yeah, so they moved away and left the house with a caretaker. While away doing law things. Wow, I really wrote this great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was appointed judge and sold the plantation to Ruffin Gray Sterling. Ruffin Gray? Ruffin? Ruffin. Like, R-U-F-F-I-N. Ruffin. Ruffin Gray. Mm. I'm changing Sterling. my name legally. To Ruffin Gray Sterling. Yes, it's very official. It's so official. So... Ruffin and his wife extensively remodeled the home, almost doubling the size of the house. So, because they got 650 acres to work with. So, like, might as well. Yeah. They were be- they were leaders in the community, so they needed to show their social status by importing furniture from Europe and changing the name of the plantation from the Laurel Grove to the Myrtles. Okay. So this is that's when... where it gets its new name. Yes. That's where it gets its new name. It's after the crepe Myrtles that grew in the vicinity of the house. So it's a flower. They're the called the what? Myrtles? It's the pancake flower that grows in the vicinity of the house. It's called the pancake the flower? The French pancake flower. I'm Googling it. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> so crepe Myrtles are <laughs> a flower that grows in the vicinity of the home. Oh, they're kind of pretty. Yeah. Like, look at those. If yeah. I had those... Yeah, so the French pancake flower tree. Um, All right, the French pancake flower tree. Got it. Yes. So they named the plantation the French pancake flower tree. They th- expanded the veranda by to make it 125 feet with ironwork. The entrance foyer contains some... Faux bois? <laughs> Faux bois? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know French. It was just such a weird word that you tried This to- is what Brendan told me how to pronounce it. So it's bois? I, I don't know. It's fake wood. Oh. So, <laughs> Faux It's It's wood. what? Yeah, it's something that they make to look like fake wood. It's not real wood. It's fake wood. So maybe it's like a... I have how do you funny. have fake... What, like, what's fake wood made out of? In the 1800s? Yes. I have no clue. How the hell do you like, real? That? So, is the fake F- wood made F- out of real wood? F-A-U-X B-O-I-S. So, the, there was a French chandelier that weighed more than 300 pounds. Wow. So, I don't know how the fuck they got it up in that ceiling, but... Um, cattle. Oh. Ca- cattle. They stacked the cattle on top of one another <laughs> no. until they could hang the chandelier. I mean, I like that idea better, but I was thinking like ropes and pulleys and attaching them to the cattle and making the cows walk. I guess that makes more sense. That's the more logical. I really way. love to play Django with cows, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is faux bois made out of? Um, it's like a. Recreate like a recreation of like wooden objects, but they use like concrete and mortar and steel on the inside. Oh, neat! So it's so yeah, it's it's a concrete foyer that looks like wood. Yeah, they like carved so into it's concrete it to, to make it look like it's wood, and they like put Do you have pics. Yeah, like they picture like, didn't happen. No, people still make them too. Like here's a chair that's made out of it. Oh, that's it odd. Looks like wood. Yeah, they just. It looks like fake wood, though. It does look like <laughs> fake wood. <laughs> like, it's obviously fake. <laughs> so, also in the foyer was stained glass that was hand-painted, etched, and patterned after a French, a French cross to ward off evil. Ooh. Which may have not worked. May- I was just going to ask if it worked. <laughs> well, there's ghosts, and I feel like ghosts can be considered evil. Maybe. Maybe. 
Also in the house, they have these ladies and gentlemen's parlors. So two separate parlors that are mirror identical of one another. Okay. Um, and then they have uh, fancy marble mantles. Mmm, fancy. Yeah. I like your footnotes there. Yep, gotta fold them back up. So Ruffin Sterling died in 1854 of consumption, and or the TB, mm, the consumption that gets you every Bell. time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. legit, I'm probably gonna die from Taco Bell. We all might die from Taco Bell because that's what we all ate today. Oh God! Separately though. So. He died of consumption and left a plantation to his wife, Mary, which she single-handedly ran all of the farms for many years. You go, girl. I know. She is a boss bitch. So her work ethic was so strong that many of the other farm owners took notice and said that she had the business acumen of a man. Well, that's a compliment for back then. Yeah, very high praise. It is high praise. Yeah. So she's a boss ass bitch. 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 Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so then came the Civil War. Uh, of course it did. So the Civil War was not good to the house. Uh, personal belongings were looted and destroyed by Union soldiers. And the wealth that they had was ultimately useless to the Union because it was Confederate currency. Okay. Uh, Even the sugar plantations that Mary had invested in were destroyed, but she stayed strong and kept hold of the Myrtles until her death in 1880. Wow. So before her death, she did hire daughter Sarah, Sarah's husband, William Winter, to help manage the plantation. So in 1867, (laughs) times were a little hard on um, William. And he became bankrupt and lost it to the U.S., lost the plantation to the U.S. Marshal. That's unfortunate. Which was sold to the New York Warehouse and Security Company. Security. For your warehouse. In New York. All right. So, but in 1870, Sarah was sold back the property as she was the heir to her father, Ruffin, you know. The heir of the home. Ruffin's heir. But how they got the money, I have no clue. So, they were just sold back the house. Suspicious. Jeez. Well, whatever. Now let's uh, mix a little murder in, right? So, in January 1871, William Winter was uh, teaching Sunday school when he heard someone approach on horseback. So, clippity-clop-pity-clippity-clop. Do we have two coconuts in your house that we can make the coerce noise? I wish, but no. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) I wrote, sorry, I wrote, sidebar, cars weren't invented, invented until 1886 by Carl Benz in Germany. <laughs> Random. <laughs> Man, past me really needed some weird facts, huh? So, the person who approached on horseback was yelling at the house about some unfinished business because, you know, the Wild West and shit. We love I- some uh, Wild West unfinished business. Yeah. So, he came outside. And he was shot, and he collapsed onto the porch and died. But so, he came outside, So yeah, and this William Winter crazy horseman shot him and clippity-clopped away. Horseman could be a centaur. Was he a centaur? Yeah, the, the centaur shot him with his bow and arrow, because I'm assuming a centaur does not have access to... Maybe the centaur is actually, like, really into guns, and he's a collector. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. So just a centaur gun collector for the day, huh? Yeah, I like it. All right. So the centaur gun collector <laughs> um, was yelling at William Winter about some unfinished business, and I assume he was shaking his fist angrily at Oh, him. definitely. His, his fist that wasn't holding the gun. Yeah. And so he shot him. So he collapsed, but he did not die, according to some rumors. He crawled into the house and up to the stairs where he died on the 17th step in on the stairs, on the main staircase. Aren't there only, like, 13 steps on a normal staircase? There are, but this ceiling is a lot taller than, <laughs> their, than normal homes. How many stairs are on their staircase? I don't know. I can count. I think it's, like, 21. I think I counted. Okay. Yeah, maybe 21. So he pretty much almost made it to the top of the fucking stairs before he just died. That is unfortunate. Right? (laughs) I googled the stairs. There's a lot of them. Yeah. It's a long staircase. It's really tall, yep. So, Amber, you are correct, because Google says generally there are 12 to 13 steps in a normal home. Look at me. In a normal flight of stairs. Look at me. Yeah. So, Sarah ended up meeting him on the stairs where he died in her arms on the 17th step. And she never remarried and died at the house in 1878, which is still two years before her mother died. Okay. So, I know I jumped back because of the whole murder thing. Okay. So, after Sarah and Mary's death, Mary's son took the house, but the plantation was in heavy debt and they had to sell it, uh, pushing out all of the family onto the streets. So, um, the plantation has changed many hands, um, over the years, but, uh, eventually a museum now. Oh, okay. So it made it to someone's hand and they made it a museum. Museums. And bed and breakfast. And they offer ghost tours. Tours of ghosts. Ghosty goose. Yeah, I'm trying so, to make everything plural now. No, let's not do that. I'm going to read my whole story in plurals. Never, please don't. <laughs> All right, so you want to talk about some ghosts? I always want to talk about ghosts. Okay, because that's what we're here for, right? Yeah, I mean, are, are we sure about that? We are the Marble Forest podcast, right? Are we? Did we talk about any marble? We did talk about marble in this episode. We did. Marble mantles. Did we talk about forests? No. I'm talking about the, one right the, now. The French pancake flowers? Tree French, flowers. French pancake tree flowers. The flower trees. Yep. There we go. <laughs> Done. Did we talk about the? There's the been mentioned multiple times in this episode <laughs> already. <laughs> so, the first um, ghosty goo is said to be Chloe, who was a slave that was killed on the grounds. Her story is a little confusing. It depends on, I guess, which story you hear. So it's a little bit of a legend. Okay, so there's multiple versions. Yes. So if we remember, Clark Woodruff's wife and two children died of yellow fever. Um, one story is that Chloe was the slave and, like, the caretaker of his family. And he, being the promic- promiscuous bastard he supposedly was, had his way with Chloe and with Chloe only complying to avoid working in the fields. So Clark eventually got sick of her and chose another slave girl. Fearing being sent into the field, she began eavesdropping on Clark's conversations, and she got caught, and Clark punished her by chopping her ears off. Ah, ow, ow. So to get her revenge, she began to poison them, 
and to seem sincere. Sincere. Yes. So she wouldn't get sent out into work in the fields. So she would poison the wife and children and nurse them back to health, um, eventually giving them too much poison and killing them. So there's like a story that says possibly they weren't killed by the yellow fever, but by poison. Yeah. Okay. By this slave. So a a couple of reasonings that she could have died. Um, One of them was that the other slaves feared repercussions from Clark. Okay. And hung her and threw her in the river. Others say that Clark himself hung her on the property and then threw her in the Mississippi River with bricks holding her body down. Oh, jeez. So another um another story that could lead to could have led to her death was that the children were dying of actual yellow fever and desperate Clark brought in Chloe from a neighboring plantation to perform a voodoo ritual or provide holistic medicine to the family. Okay. Um, and to save his family. So, under this assumption, they still died of yellow fever, but she failed at the ritual, and so they still died anyways. Okay. And so, that's where either Clark or the other slaves... Murder her. Yes. Okay. So, she has been seen in photos taken on the grounds and wandering the grounds at night. Sometimes you can hear her cries, and you can hear the cries of children that will cause her to appear. And some people have found her sitting at the end of the bed, startling them awake. Oh, that's creepy. Um, so I actually do have a picture. So, in this photo... In this photo, I guess I'll take your laptop. Yeah, so in this photo, um, between the two buildings, you can see a shadowy sort of see-through figure. Yes, I see it. Um, standing, like, up against the wall, it appears, between the houses. Uh, that is believed to have been Chloe. They were taking these photos. I think it was something along the lines of they were taking the photos for insurance, something, another. And she appeared in those photos. Okay. Um, other ghosts that have been known to be on the grounds are the two, mm, the two children that passed away, um, that can be seen playing on the main porch. Together? Yeah. Well, at least they have ghosty friends. Each other? Ghosty yeah. siblings. Ghosty siblings. Do you think they still get into fights like siblings do? Probably. Ghost sibling fights? Don't touch me. I physically can't touch you. <laughs> <laughs> They've also been seen in photos and heard as well. The room where... The family supposedly died, um, the mom and the two children, uh, where the voodoo ritual was supposedly performed. Mm -hmm. There has been a little girl that can be seen once on the bed, shaking it awake, and the bed was moving so much, it has left gouges in the wood floor. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, like, gouges in the wood floor that can still be seen today. Then the death of William Winter on the 17th step. Um, reports of a ghost staggering on the porch and crawling up the stairs and collapsing on the 17th step. There has been footsteps walking up the stairs and stopping on that 17th step. In some cases, they have also seen, I think his wife was named Mary, like, with him in, like, reenacting, like, the last moments of his life. Okay. On the 17th step where she's holding him in his arms before he dies. So one of the most famous besides, like, Chloe the ghost, is the mirror in the main hallway. 
of the house is said to be very, very haunted. It is said to hold the spirits of all the ghosts on the property, and people have reported seeing handprints on the glass, strange drip marks that cannot be removed, Ew. and figures in the mirror. Ew. So if you Google this mirror... I'm about to. There are, like, it's people who are taking pictures of the mirrors on tour, like on tours of the plantation. This mirror? Yes. Okay. And so in some of the pictures, you can see people in not period clothing in the mirror, in the reflection of the mm. mirror, because everyone's just taking pictures of the fucking mirror. Right. You know, so you can see people in, like, who aren't completely as defined as everyone else. You can see people who are more shadowy than others. You can see people in not this period's clothing in the mirror, but people tend to notice them more in the photos than anything. Okay, so they you they show up more in photos than in real life. Like if yeah. you were to look at it, you're not really going to But like the handprints and drippy marks can be seen without Interesting. I was trying to see if I could like find any right off the bat just by swiping, but no, no luck. The only <laughs> one I saw is a little um I'm suspicious about it because the angle of the pic that the picture is being taken at could just be that guy in the reflection. Like, the person taking the picture. Oh, yeah. Just based on the angle of but the yeah, picture. But, yeah, but, like, they're also, like, sort of see-through through the staircase. Yeah, like, it's a... I'm a little suspicious of that one, just because, like... Yeah. The angle looks really similar. Yeah, definitely. One of my favorite reasonings why the house is haunted. There is a story that David Bradford... Okay. <laughs> when David Bradford was seeking was hiding from the government. He came into the a territory owned by the Spanish mm -hmm. or Spain in that he acquired the 600 acres, but he acquired the 600 acres of an ancient Indian burial ground. Always an Indian burial ground. Yes. So there have been reports of a Native American woman being seen on the grounds. Okay. There's a lot of land. So like... there is a ton of land, but yeah, the Myrtle's plantation is like I said earlier, is open for ghost tours and has been featured on Unsolved Mysteries, Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters, and the most terrifying places in America. Okay. I don't really remember much of what I wrote. I watched the Ghost Adventures episode and then I just wrote key things that I should talk about from that episode. I feel like I remember the rant. Yeah, there was a rant there because I was like really in my strong prime of hatred of Ghost Adventures. Um, which I've come back to starting to watch the episodes again, <laughs> if I'm going to be completely honest. But I, the the one thing is, like, so they've heard voices on the stairs. They were mostly investigating the stairs from what I can remember. They had set a ball on the top of the stairs and asking for one of the children to push it. Okay. And so it kept getting pushed down the stairs. Okay. And that be all. That be all? That be all for today. That's good. That was good. I, I'm glad we kept it together. Yeah. Ready to dive on into my story? Sure. All right. So we're going to talk about the Lizzie Borden house. Ooh. Borden house. I have to write notes. Podcast fam. Okay. Podcast. So the house is located on 92nd, 90, hang on. Okay. Hold on. 92 Second Street. So it's the 92nd house on 2nd Street? Yes. 
<laughs> which is actually Glad we figured that out, guys. Which is actually now 232nd Street. Motherfuckers. <laughs> in the city. I don't feel like there should be any twos in an address on 2nd Street. I, okay? like, I agree with you. <laughs> I hope I want to live on 2nd Street. 22nd 2nd Street. Second, two hundred and twenty-two <laughs> Second Street, two hundred and twenty-second Second Street. This is terrible. <laughs> uh, so it's in the city of Fall River, Massachusetts. Uh, the home was the property of Andrew Borden, and Andrew Borden owned the property from eighteen. 18- For some reason, I was like, "What does? Why does Andrew Borden sound so familiar?" <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I wonder why. <laughs> Andrew Warden owned the property from 1874 till the time of his death in 1892. So Andrew Borden had two daughters with Sarah Anthony Morris Borden, Emma and Lizzie. Lizzie. Andrew- the murderer. <laughs> Damn it, Lizzie. Uh Andrew Borden grew like, up in do you a- think wait, hold on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think like Lizzie Borden is like the OG Lizzie McGuire? <laughs> She just has a cartoon, like, subconscious. Yes. It's always carrying an axe. Yes. (laughs) So, Andrew Borden grew up in a very modest surroundings, and he struggled financially as a young man. Eventually, he did prosper in the manufacturing and sale of furniture and caskets. Caskets? Yes, caskets. Not coffins, caskets? That's a big money item. So, what you're saying is, he he dug his own grave? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was bad. Sorry. That was bad. Oh my god. Ugh. We already had it there. Just flop them in a box. <laughs> they make the caskets on the property? Yeah. Yeah, might as well. So from where from there he went to become a successful property developer and he directed several textile mills and owned a considerable amount of commercial property. Oh, good for him. He was also the president of both the Union Savings Bank and the director of the Durfree Save Deposit and Trust Co. So he was stealing everyone's money. Maybe. I don't know. I wasn't Come on, this is the eighteen hundreds. I wasn't Andrew Borden. He's stealing everyone's money. <laughs> I like to make assumptions I didn't, that are real bad. I didn't mean to turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> I just ended a paragraph and turned the page. Despite his wealth, Andrew was known to be very frugal. The Borden house lacked indoor plumbing and electricity, even though those were common accommodations of homes of the wealthy at the time. What? Yeah. So, like, they definitely could have had indoor plumbing and electricity, and he was just like... But they were just, like, amishing it? Yeah, he was like, well, that's too much money, and we can poop in a bucket outside. It's fine. I don't want to poop in a bucket outside. I only want to poop in a bucket when I'm camping. I can now see why she murdered Or living... (laughs) And no electricity for her video games? Oh, my God. Yeah, gosh. (laughs) Did you hear the story about some... Like, 11-year-old that shot his dad in the back? Yes. For taking away, like, his Xbox or something? Yeah, and then he told the cops that there would be a second time if he didn't get a PlayStation and an Xbox. And a, I think, a, what's the Nintendo Switch? Switch, Switch, yeah. What a little spoiled brat. Right? Anyway. So the family also ate a mutton-based diet. 
which was uh, supposedly very, like, so inexpensive. Jailhouse food? Yeah, and they would, like, eat it for, like, multiple days. Like, moon pie. Moon meat. Moon meat? That's, like, the prison thing, right? Moon meat. It's just a bunch of Is bullsh- it monkey? I fucking don't know. I would ask a prisoner. <laughs> Prisoners? Hey. Ask a prisoner day. <laughs> so the house on 2nd Street was located in an affluent area, but it was not the wealthiest home. Like, it wasn't the, the best one. Well, no, of course it's not going to be the best phone when your da- home when your dad is cheap as shit. Doesn't have an indoor bathroom? Like, no indoor plumbing. Yeah, like, it's- you're in fucking Massachusetts. You know, like- Get some indoor plumbing. It's gonna be cold in the wintertime if you don't have, like, any of, like, basic necessities. No, like, could you imagine having to, like, if you're a woman with all those fucking layers trying to go to the bathroom outside in the fucking winter? Oh, hold on, let me move my corset to the side. Oh, this is miserable. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not living with you, Andrew Borden. Well, he's dead, so. <laughs> the wealthiest homes were located in a fashionable neighborhood called The Hill. Ooh, The Hill. And Andrew's cousin lived there. I don't see how it's very fashionable if it's only one hill. <laughs> yeah, isn't it The Hills? Multiple hills. Plural hills. Plural hills. <laughs> the more hills means more money, yes? The more hills I have means the more money I have. So... Sarah Borden passed away in 1863 at 39 years old due to uterine contagion and disease of the spine. What? What is a disease of the spine? What? Okay. What's a uterine contagion? I'm assuming a uterine contagion is just like maybe like toxic shock. Like an infection? Yeah. Like something like toxic shock. Maybe like the 1800s version of a diva cup. Oh. Gave her some toxic oh. shock. I don't want the 1800s <laughs> version of a diva cup. Right. And then oh, a spinal disease. Ooh, that sounds awful. You said a uterine contagion? Yeah. Uh, oh, cont- I don't know how to spell words today. Sorry, congestion. Oh. It's congestion. Ew! Ew! That's uterine even grosser! Uterine congestion. <laughs> uterine congestion is like... Worse. Ooh, Ew. It's I feel worse. Like I think of a runny nose, it's but like it's your st- vagina. Stuffy uterus. <laughs> stuffy <laughs> uterus. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. That's gross. So it's like a chronic pain in your pelvis area, and it's caused by varicose veins. Oh. 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 Yeah. Ugh. We don't like that. No, no? That's, that's no fun. Ew. So Emma was 12 years old when her mom died, and Lizzie was two turning three. Oh, so she only knows the awful life. Yeah. Uh, three years after Sarah's death, Andrew remarried to Abby Durfrey Gray. So Andrew remarried her, obviously. And Lizzie, I think, from what I remember, like, they were okay at first. But then they weren't okay. So Lizzie was known to call her stepmom Mrs. Bitch. Borden. <laughs> Hey, yo, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. Yes. Hey, Mrs. Bitch. Yeah, so after a falling out with her stepmom, she was known to call her Mrs. Borden. Mm. Hey, Miss B. And the Borden's live-in maid, Bridget, which Bridget Sullivan, they they called Maggie. They called her Maggie. So I think I was Bridget, but they called her Maggie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I refer to her as Maggie in most of the story. Oh, okay. Um, so she said that Lizzie and Emma rarely ate meals with their parents. 
Oh, so both siblings hate. Probably because they were just really sick of mutton and they were just sneaking some Taco Bell on the side. Yeah, some T-Bell. Maggie was called Maggie because this was the name of the maid before her and that's what Lizzie decided to call her. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> it's a little rude. <laughs> like, I don't respect you in your own name. I liked Bridget uh, Maggie better. So now you are Maggie and you shall be and act like Maggie. It's kind of rude. It is kind of rude. Um, Lizzie and her older sister had a relatively religious upbringing and they attended the Central Congressional Church. As a young woman, Lizzie was very involved in church activities, including teaching Sunday school to children of recent immigrants to the United States. And she was involved in some Christian organizations. Uh, She served as secretary treasurer to the Christian Endeavor Society. She was also a member of the Ladies Fruit and Flower Mission and was part of the contemporary social movement Women's Christian Temperance Union. Man, Lizzie has quite a resume. You know, if she didn't murder some people, she, she could probably, get a job. Yeah, she would have been real good, real set in life, and she wouldn't have to eat that mutton diet anymore. God, I don't want to eat mutton every day. So in May of 1892, Andrew Borden casually decided to kill the pigeons that were in his barn with a hatchet. Casually? Casually. As you do. <laughs> okay. He believed that the ch- pigeons were attracting local children to the barn to hunt them. So oh, he- I- <laughs> Sorry. I don't th- I thought it was like, fuck those children, stay out of my barn. <laughs> like a stay off my lawn kind of thing. Like a stay off my lawn move? Yeah. I mean, essentially. So like killing pigeons? Essentially, because they're like, he's like, stop coming on my lawn to kill my pigeons, so I'm going to kill them all. There will be no pigeons for you to kill, only I. <laughs> so Lizzie was very upset with this. Uh, she had just built the pigeons a roost, and it prompted Lizzie and Emma to take an extended vacation in New Bedford, which is about 14 miles from their home. I wish I could have a vacation 14 miles from my home. Right? I drive further than that to work. <laughs> That's no picnic. I drive very many miles to my work also. Yeah. So tension began to elevate when Andrew Borden gifted a house to Abby's half-sister rather than giving the property to his daughters. Oh. So, like, a big fuck you from dad. Yeah. Dad like, was your like, stepsisters are better than you. Eh. It was his stepmom's sister. Or their stepmom's sister. So it wasn't even their... Oh. It wasn't even a stepsister. No, it was their stepmom's sister. Oh. Is that worse? I don't know. Like... It's all equally... Yeah. Frustrating. So the girls then demanded a rental property, which their father sold to them for a dollar. Oh, that's not a bad deal. The property was... What is a dollar in the 18-whatevers? You think I looked that up? I, you should know us better. I looked up the other conversions. Here, hang on. It was twenty seven twenty four. I could buy a house for 30 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so the property they received was the home they lived in um, until their mother had passed away. So the home without electricity? It was, no, it was like, no, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? It was the home they lived in with their mom, so I don't think so. Okay. A while later, the girls sold the property back to their father for $5,000, 
Which is Oh, they made a profit on that bitch. Right? Which is the equivalent to 136,000 today. Okay. They made a profit. They're like give sell it to us for a dollar, we'll put some homey touches on it and then sell it back to you. They like burned some candles and burned some sage. Yes, the, they saged it. Clear the house of bad energy. <laughs> so on August 3rd 1892, the girl's uncle, John Vinicom Morris, visited Vinicum. the home because he was in- invited to discuss a business matter with Andrew. So this is the um, their uncle on their, their real mom's side, not their stepmom. Okay. It was also said that several days prior to the visit, the entire family was violently ill. It was speculated by a family friend that it may have been from mutton left out on the stove for use in meals <laughs> over several days. So they would just, like, leave their mutton on the stove. Wait, did we ever come to the conclusion what mutton is? Mutton is sheep. Sheep? Oh, Is it, like, raw sheep? No, mutton's just, it's just uh, the term for um, sheep meat. It's like how venison is deer meat. Oh. Yeah. So Abby feared it was poisoning since Andrew wasn't a very popular man. And there's also a theory that the meat spent three days in a malfunctioning ice box, and he refused to pay to fix the ice box. Well, because he's a cheap bastard. I mean, they don't have a toilet, so. Yeah. They have to shit in a hole outside. So, the following day, 1892, just the day, the following day in the date, sorry, the following day, August 4th, 1892, the bodies of Andrew and Abby Borden were found hacked to death. Both the Bordens were believed to be hacked to death with an axe. Abby Borden had been axed 18 times, while Andrew Borden had been axed 11 times. Are you consulting the rhyme? The Lizzie Borden rhyme? Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I was just like, that's not what I read earlier. Isn't it? Okay, so isn't the real rhyme, Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. I believe so. Is it the 40s? I believe it's 40s. Okay. I don't know how they think a woman's going to lift that axe 81 times, but all right. <laughs> oh, God. Wow, burn. I mean, are you going to lift an axe 81 times? If <laughs> I'm enraged enough, yes. <laughs> Let's just double check, just to, just so we know for, for reals. It is 40, 40 and 41. Okay. So so it's not accurate. No. We, we have our accurate version. Okay. Yeah. So, Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her stepmom... Stepmom. 18 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 10 plus 1. Yeah, we, we rocked that <laughs> rhyme. So <laughs> we rocked that rhyme. It took us a really long time to figure that out. But it's more accurate version. We workshopped it, and it, it sounds fucking great. I love it. Like, let's make this viral. Let's put it on a t-shirt. Put it on a t-shirt. This is, like, real life. IRL. This is the accurate version. Yeah. Love it. Accuracy is key. We love an accurate podcast. Except we aren't one. <laughs> no, we're not an accurate podcast. <laughs> we don't have enough following yet for them to tell us what we've done wrong No, yet. we don't. <laughs> so, there was a handleless hatchet found in the basement that had been cleaned of blood. How do you clean with no running water? <laughs> Just a bucket. Just a bucket. So there's just a bucket of blood somewhere. Lizzie's sister, Emma, was out of the house at the time of the murders, and their uncle had left to visit a relative. 
So it was just Maggie, Lizzie, Andrew, and whatever the lady's name is. Do we remember what the stepmom's Step-mom. name is? Miss Borden. Mrs. Borden. Isn't it Abby? It's Abby. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Borden. So the supposed timeline of the morning. At 10.40 a.m., Andrew Borden took his nap in the living room couch. At this time, Abby Borden was believed to be at the doctor's. At 10.50 to 10.55 a.m., Lizzie claimed to have been in the backyard barn, and the maid Maggie claimed to be taking a nap in her room upstairs. At 11.15 a.m., Lizzie reportedly heard a heavy fall and subdued groaning from where she was in the backyard. According to Lizzie, on her approach to the house, she noticed the screen door was now open and went inside. Lizzie cried out, Come down, quick, father's dead. Somebody, Somebody's come in and killed him. Maggie ran downstairs to see the brutal murder scene of Andrew on the couch. She noticed that Lizzie was wearing a blue dress with no stains on the dress. There were no signs of a struggle. Andrew was believed to be murdered um, in his sleep. On that couch. On the couch. That they still have a... Did they clean it or is it a I replica? I think it's a replica. The replica of that couch where you can play dead on it and... <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a replica. I mean, like, I like I don't know. I go back and forth between whether I take a picture on that couch or not. I don't know. I'm not, I'm I'm don't know if I would. Okay, so you and me, we're gonna go to Boston. Okay, we're gonna go see this. We're gonna make our T-shirts that say our our accuracy on it. Okay, right. We're gonna wear them to the house and take pictures on the couch and then on the floor. You guys stay the, the night. No, we're not staying the night, Devin. <sighs> you, you and, I don't know. Jesse looks you like she Jessie really can wants stay the to. Night. I'll be at the hotel down the road. <laughs> She'll be at the Airbnb next door. It's probably also haunted. <laughs> Let's be real. So Lizzie instructed Maggie to get the doctor across. that was across the street. And at this time, Abby's whereabouts were uncertain. So Lizzie's mom. Yeah. Stop mom. Okay. So Lizzie claimed to Maggie when she returned that she thought she had heard her stepmother return and went upstairs. When they went upstairs, Abby's body was found laying face down on the floor of the guest bedroom. According to the forensics investigation, Abby was facing her killer at the time of the attack. Hmm. So, yeah, she was so first it was all front facing wounds. Yeah. So she was first struck in the side of the head with a hatchet, which cut just above her ear, causing her to turn and fa- fall face down on the floor creating contusions to her nose and forehead. Yeah, sorry. I just got the shivers of just, like, picturing it in my mind. Uh, This one's a little gross. It's Andrew Borden's found. Oh, no. Sorry. No. (laughs) Andrew Borden was found slumped on a couch in the downstairs sitting room. One of his eyeballs had been split cleanly in two, suggesting he had been attacked in his sleep. Uh... Sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I just wonder what that looks like, too, in you real can, life. You can Google it. Uh, what? There's crime scene photos. Did you not know that? There's, I know there's crime scene photos, but I can see the fucking eyeball? I'm pretty sure you can see it in the pictures. Or at least, like, kind of see it, because it's like a black and white photo. That's kind of hard to see on your phone. Yeah, I can't, I can't see it. It's kind of hard to see in the pictures, yeah. All right, anyway. Anywho. So Lizzie was the main suspect, and it was thought that the motive could have been Andrew's wealth, and that the time of his death, his net worth was around $10 million in today's currency. Not bad. So 
Lizzie answers to the police were strange and contradictory. Initially, she reported hearing noises before entering the house. Then two hours later, she claimed to have heard nothing. The maid Maggie recounted... You gotta stick to your fucking story. Right? The maid Maggie recounted Andrew went for a morning walk, and when he returned... When he returned, the lock on the door would not open, and he called for Maggie to come open the door. She found the door jammed, muttered, and explicit before it opened. She recalled hearing Lizzie laughing from the top of the stairs at this time. The guest room is one of the first, is like the first room at the top of the stairs. Like it's visible from the stairs. Yeah. So Lizzie was put on trial and eventually acquitted after a jury debated for an hour and a half. That's That's it. That's not very long for a jury to deliberate. Nope. After the murder, Lizzie and Emma moved. Lizzie bought a house at 7 French Street that she called Maplecroft. She lived there till her death in June 1st, 1927, dying from pneumonia. The murder remains unsolved. Well, okay. Right? So, if Maggie was napping Mm -hmm. in the room next door to the mother's death, and she didn't hear shit, how heavy of a fucking sleeper are you? So, there's a lot of theories, obviously, about what happened murder-wise. Like, there's theories that Lizzie and Maggie were in a lesbian relationship, and so they were covering for each other. Or, like, Maggie was covering for Lizzie. Um, There's theories that... Well, that that the whole lesbian relationship more sounds like that um that one I think it's a story from like France mm-hmm. back in the oh 1800s I know what you're talking about they ripped the eyeballs out of yeah I know yeah, what you're talking about the eyeball story. they were like sisters or something yeah maybe yeah and they were maids in a house and they killed the family yeah yeah I know what you're talking about so that's a theory um there's like counter arguments to the stories i didn't put it all in here but like the dresses of the time period were super hard to put on so in the time period for them her to like murder both of them and then like change dresses would have been a lot yeah and for someone who's in the room next door to sleep through a brutal murder right you know what a what are the odds right like, you might not be able to save them, but you're probably going to wake up. <laughs> There's also a theory that she committed the murders naked. Oh. And that's why, like, Me. she could just clean up oh, God, and throw a dress on. That's fucked up because that would... There was one theory I had heard that the father was um very incestuous with his daughters and refused to let them marry. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case and she had murdered... Like, what if he had, like, actually... Like, what if it was already Instigated, something? yeah. Yeah, something was going on, and then she snapped and decided yeah. she was done. Yeah, so there's a lot, a lot of theories of the murder. A lot of them do think that Maggie was covering for Lizzie. So, I believe there's something, too, that I heard. I'm not guaranteeing you accurate information here. There's something that I heard that on, like, her deathbed, Maggie said that she had covered for Lizzie. Oh, really? Or something. I I heard that somewhere. Don't take it for truth. I just remember it yeah. from somewhere. It said that Andrew and Abby weren't even the first to die on the property, and that in 1848, Andrew's uncle lived in the house next door. So I'm not going into that Airbnb, Airbnb next door either, because it might be haunted too. Um. <laughs> His wife went nuts, and she drowned her three children in a well. One of the children- Next door? Yes. 
It's up next door. One of the children survived. We're staying on the premises. Airbnb or in the B and B itself. Ew. <laughs> so one children was said to survive, and afterwards she slit her own throat with a straight razor. It's now said that the children, uh, there are children in the attic of the Lizzie Borden house. So I don't know, like, maybe the property lines were slightly different at the time or something. I don't know why they would be tied to the house of the the Lizzie Borden house, unless maybe the wall was on the property of the, the Lizzie Borden house now. Yeah. But it says they'll respond to toy offerings in the attic. Ew. And the children have been seen in various rooms of the house or been heard playing with marbles. Marbles? Ew. 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 The, like, weird horror movie noise where you just hear marbles slowly rolling across wood. Ew. Ew. We're not going there. Ew. What if we go to PAX East? If you take me to PAX East, I'll go. Okay. (laughs) So there have been sightings of Mr. Borden. He has been known to answer to EVP questions. He can be seen wandering the home as if going about his daily routine. Um, As a douche. (laughs) Guests and staff had had their share of experiences. Some have reported the sound of a woman weeping. Others have reported a woman in Victoria-era clothing dusting or doing housework. So Maggie, right? Could be Maggie. Well, could it be OG Maggie or, like, second Maggie? I'd assume second Maggie. I feel like she'd have a stronger tie to the house. Yeah. Maybe OG Maggie died there. Maybe. Others have heard the sound of footsteps going up and down the stairs or back and forth on the upper floors. Doors will open and close on their own. Own? Own. (laughs) And muffled conversations can be heard from vacant rooms. Just like muffle, muffle, muffle. It sounds like you and Devin are talking in a room. You can't understand what you're saying, but literally you guys aren't actually in the room. And you're not even in the house. Yeah. So we're just having like a normal conversation. So we're like, so pretty much to like Alyssa in her bedroom. But if this podcast didn't actually exist. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) One man reported while he was in a perfectly made-up room, the bed rumpled and an indentation of a body could be seen on the bed with its head on the pillow. However, when his wife checked the room moments later, the bed was perfectly made up. This Did he, like, get the fuck out of there? I would have. Like, um, hey, wife, look at this. Wouldn't you have? I would I would have, like, pulled out my phone. So this happened in the same room that Abby was murdered in. And the indentation has also been discovered by members, like, staff members. Like, so this is something that happens every once in a while. So, okay. So we stay there. Airbnb, like, Airbnb at the Lizzie Borden house. Right? You're already giving me a dirty look. (laughs) (laughs) I'm processing the thoughts. Right? So we stay in the room that Abby died in. Right? Um, All three of us. We're all together. We'll cuddle in the bed together. Right? No, because she's going to go after me. Why is she going to go after you? Because that's just how it works. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> so, if we were all just hanging out, talking in the room, and all of a sudden we notice an indentation on the bed, would you lay in the bed next to the indentation? No. Why not? You're. Do you see who you're asking <laughs> that question to? I'll do it. I'd do it. I'll do it. Be like, hey. If you laid down and there was still, like, an obvious, like, indentation. Because, you know, like, when you, like, get up off a of bed and it's not, like, as, like, ruffly. If there was still an obvious indentation, I might try to touch it. Yeah, like, I think, I don't think I'd lay down, lay down. I think I'd, like, sit on the other side of the bed and, like, 
poke it poke it yeah poke the ghost I is this awkward for you play the awkward game with the ghost <laughs> I well, we probably have a voice recorder going at all times, so I just like stick it into the ghost form. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Maybe you'll hear a heartbeat. Oh, that'd be creepy. Oh, I don't like that. Okay. An older woman with gray hair has been seen happily puttering around the house, busy with her affairs. Puttering. 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 Just going about my daily tasks. Puttering around. It's just puttering around the home. <laughs> There's also been an apparition seat. In the basement, one of the staff members said she heard fo- footsteps behind her before entering the basement. Okay. Hmm. Reportedly, Maggie's cat was found by Abby Borden before her murder. The cat was found with its head chopped off. Right. I do remember this. Yes. But I got it confused with the pigeons. A moment of silence for the kitty. All right. Moment done. <laughs> I wrote that in my notes, so we had to do it. Okay. A disembodied cat meow can be heard. The cat is still friendly and will rub against people it likes in the second and third floor rooms. Let's bring in some catnip to get it high as fuck. Let's bring it wet cat food. Let's just put wet cat food down in the middle of this fucking place. (laughs) Could you imagine they're coming back and it's eaten? They either have, like, mice or, like, there's some weirdo. Maybe someone really likes to eat cat food. Maybe the cat possesses someone and they just eat it. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be so weird. I'd record it. <laughs> I'd be like, no fucking shit. <laughs> Lights seem to have a mind of their own in the house and will flicker on and off. Shadow people have been seen, especially on the staircase down to the main hallway. And there's also, um, they've also been seen moving around different parts of the house, but mostly on that staircase. Yeah. Staff has felt someone brush against them on the stairs. The owner, Leanne Wilbur, who I believe was, like, the current owner when I did this story. So, hopefully she still is. She has felt a cold finger run down her back when she turned around. No one was there. It's like a sexual caress. Um, I think it's more of a creepy caress. I don't think it's creepy. Because, like, I'd run my finger down someone's spine very... Coldly. Coldly. Because your finger's cold? Yeah, I stick my hand in the freezer for five minutes and then <laughs> run my fuck with them. <laughs> Sexually? Oh. Se- <laughs> does this turn you on? <laughs> my hand is cold, but does this turn you on? Yes. So one of the daughters of the owner passed out in the house and now refuses to enter it. Oh, so she felt some things before yeah. she passed out. The oh. other had her ear pulled while in the room that Abby was killed in. Today, the house serves as a bed and breakfast, Mm. which we've talked about. There are ghost tours available in the house, along with just tours of the house. You can stay at the house for roughly three to six hundred dollars a night. Jesus. And they have ghost cam on their website. Ghost cam! I don't like a ghost cam. That is um, my story. Do we want to end my story with our corrected rhyme? Yeah, let's end it with the corrected rhyme. Are we going to say it together? Do you know it? Yeah, I have it written down also, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Lizzie, Lizzie Borden, Borden took an axe, gave her stepmom 18 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 10 plus 1. Ooh, that sounded creepy to say. <laughs> it sounded like creepy and happy at the same time. But that is my story. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, so I... I don't know. 
I guess we didn't really bring this up, but I guess it's sort of noticeable after listening to this entire episode, is that we've actually done these stories already, but we, it was one of the OG... Can, we, can I tell why we didn't put the story out? <laughs> can I tell? Sure. So when we originally recorded this... Jesse had too many drinks. I drank tequila. I, I think I drank tequila sunrise. It was. Yeah. <laughs> and the podcast original recording was very difficult to edit. I feel like this episode is also going to be difficult but, to edit. But it's like, not as long. Not as bad. The original one was like two hours long, it too. It was like an hour and like 48 minutes or something. This was just an hour and 28. So like not as long. Yeah, but we waited long enough. So that I, we don't remember our stories at all. <laughs> and we still had genuine reactions. Because I actually, I remember tiny parts of your story, but not all of it. Same. <laughs> um, but those are our stories. Yeah. And I'm glad we retold them. Because I really loved the Lizzie Borden rhyme that we I came really, up with. I, yeah, I really wanted, yeah, I loved our rhyme that we came up with. And maybe we can, like, cut and throw that into, like, a blooper reel. Like, us actually coming up with this Oh, yeah, rhyme. we should do that. Yeah, so we'll do that. We're going to make a blooper reel eventually. We've got some stuff saved for you. We have about 10 minutes of bloopers right now. <laughs> How long do blooper reels need to be? I don't know. As long as you want them to. I'm just going to keep throwing things into the blooper reel. There you go. Let's do it. And we'll just see. Um, But yeah, so I'm glad that we redid it because it, like the Myrtle's Plantation was a story I wanted to eventually redo or Did, and or post. I felt like we talked about how we had done it before too on the podcast like briefly and we're like wait we actually haven't fully done this story. <laughs> Whoops. But we did do it but now you've heard it. Yeah. So there's only I guess one other unheard episode. Is there one other? Which is that? I used to have that episode tracking matrix that we oh, never yeah. update. So that's what I went on. Bell Witch was... I did the Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I remember really that I remember the story. I don't really remember it that well either. So maybe we'll do it. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Because the Bell Witch story is like... I love the story of the Bell Witch. So... I'm down to do it again. All right. I guess that's that's all. That does it. All right. So, if you enjoyed this week's episode, which we hope you did, you better, um, please share us. Like, please start sharing us to your friends. Tell your friends. Share, like, retweet our shit. Reshare us on Facebook. Tell all your friends how happy we make you and how happy you could make us by sharing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't sound too pushy ever. Mm, fine. So you can rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast, which will be greatly appreciated. We would love it. We actually get so excited when anyone even likes our stuff. Or comments on our posts. Right? We get so excited. Yeah. You can find us on social media at... Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us at Twitter at the TheMFCast. On Instagram at Marble Forest Podcast. And like we said at the beginning of the show, you can email us your stories at marbleforestpodcast at gmail.com. Please, please do it. I want to do another listener episode. That was so much fun. Yeah. And we've, in, if you, well, you probably already know by now, we told our own personal stories along with your personal stories that sort of just fit. 
I have a few more to tell. Just a couple, but I have a few more I could tell. Yeah. Same. Because I don't think I actually told any personal stories during the I don't know if you episode. did either. But I've told a lot during actual episodes. I told my creepiest one. So if you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to it. Yeah. And Facebook? Oh, yeah. You can find us on Facebook. Comment on our shit and we'll heart it. Um, we'll heart it. We'll heart it. And yeah. we'll probably send you a clever gift. Baby. I probably will send you a clever gift. Yeah, so you can find us at facebook.com slash Podcast. We also like to give a special thanks to Jenna, who did our logo and art. She also did fan art of us. You can find her at Agenda on Instagram and Etsy. And Cameron, who did our music. And Devin. Devin. And Empty Chair. Ooh, thanks, Empty Chair. Empty Chair is the real MVP. <laughs> He makes editing editing this perfect. That chair actually like really inspired me through this whole episode. I just kept looking over and I just felt like he should Tim go the soup on, ghost keep going. Was sitting in it. Oh, the ghost of Tim. Oh, Tim. The ghost of Tim the soup ghost. <laughs> Double ghost. Did <laughs> you have a ghost of a ghost? And a hard life for Tim. Thank you all, all you podcast listeners for listening to this podcast. It means a lot. Yeah, keep listening, keep sharing, keep doing things. And we love you. Yeah, that's it. So don't tempt fate. By eating your friends. You could have gone two ways with that. You could have said buy, buy a livestock or by eating your friends. I know. I was like really on edge of what you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs>